0: If you have a piece of paper and it's white, or you have a big canvas you've started and you've layered the gesso and now it's all white, ready to go, it's such a perfect thing. Why even add colour? Why even think about what colour can do? I'm Landon McKenzie. The exhibition is Crossing Over, Why Cloud the Whites?
1: Welcome to the Richmond Art Gallery's third youth podcast. We're happy to introduce you to the work of Landon McKenzie through her exhibition Crossing Over, Why Cloud the Whites? presented by the Richmond Art Gallery on display until the end of October 2011. This renowned painter currently teaches at Emily Carr University of Art and Design in Vancouver, and she also works out of studios on both Canadian coasts in Vancouver and on Prince Edward Island. This exhibition showcases a variety of paintings created over the past five years. Her works range from massive oil and acrylic paintings on linen to small watercolor works on paper. I'm Christina, here with Vanessa, Marcel, Kat, Jamie, and Charmaine to discuss our views on Landon's work.
2: My first impression was that the paintings, like all of them, not only one, but all of them were really vivid in color, and they each had their own texture, and they aren't like one layer like many other paintings, but they have many, many textures, That attracted my eyes.
3: Um, One of the most impressive things that I find about some of her large works is, well, bluntly stated, the size of the paintings. (laughs) They're very impressive on their own. I guess the large size of the painting amplifies the
4: meaning and the beauty of it. The composition is always very interesting. Um, there's always a focal point I find in her paintings and it either extrudes or goes into the canvas. So it has a 3d component to it. So that's what you get when you first look at it. You know,
5: it's different to each person's taste. Um, if some people like they, um, they find that the color yellow, for example, totally repels them, they might not come close to it, but, um, The most inviting piece I think uh, from my point of view is uh, Spin Otis and Ash. That has a lot to do with um, the sort of the confusion when it came to traveling during the Iceland volcano. And um, because of she drew the, the subway and the focal point, really it was like going inside like what Jimmy had said, it was like it goes in, like in 3D. So it really is quite inviting, like you get closer and closer to it, but you don't get sucked in, so that's cool.
0: <laughs> I think it's really important that people look at the paintings in their own bodies and really, really look at them for these objects that they are. Certainly most of the information we get these days, we get over the internet, we get in a magazine, we get in a book. So we don't really get any sense of the physicality of the work and the making of the work and the way that it's been constructed. So I want people to really take pleasure in thinking about how looking works for them.
3: Actual painting on actual linen and canvas seem to be very rare these days. We're mostly seeing a lot of digital works.
6: Her paintings are, they appear really different on, well, they appear really different online. Like there's no color changes if you see it in person, but like just the size itself really affects your view on it. And I really like the piece that's called The One That Doesn't Dry, because if you see that piece online, like it may just seem like an ordinary piece of art with just random colors. But then if you actually see it in person, you actually get to see the up close texture and the and the very detail oriented ca- canvas and like it's just like the art itself, the one that isn't dry because then even though the paint is practically dry, it appears really shiny and then like i don't know it just makes it just makes you want to like touch it and like you you're you are curious as to whether it is dry or not
4: I first get to know the artist, um, not from this exhibition, but from her public art commission by the Vancouver city As um, she did. It was Vancouver as the center of the world. You might've seen it in um, Skytrain Canada Line stations. And then, so I have the poster actually in my room and I saw the actual painting now here and it's just not the same. There are many, many layers. So when you look at the real painting, there's so much stuff that you miss because it's an overwhelming bright pink or red if you
6: describe it. And when you go in, there are actually splatters of green. I like how she has no set guidelines to what she wants to paint. It's like she gets inspired by something new every day. And I think it's, it's that that makes it really interesting, like how she's so spontaneous with her paintings and that just... yeah
4: and sometimes she'll walk away from her painting thinking that oh I gotta leave this for now I'm working on it for, for so long and then she'll come back with another idea and she just layers on top of it
0: on the floor I'm able to just let go of being too prescriptive I'm just basically kind of playing around trying to kind of start with things that might be interesting later after a while I start to see where I might be going. I get it on the stretcher, and then I start to work vertically. Over time, paintings start to sort of suggest new things to me, and I will then start to perhaps complete the paintings based on some of the dominant themes that are beginning to occur, add a little bit more, keep going.
3: It's as if she incorporates order with, along with chaos. Um, for example, going back to that uh, radio tower painting, sailscape. I don't know in my opinion, there are just uh, too many layers of orderly communication that leak into one chaotic mass that can't be untangled and make made sense of and uh, it seemed as if she was trying to portray that the world that communicates with one another from country to country. Um, is orderly at first, uh, at first glance, but when I look at the painting, all I see is chaos and
5: disarray. You try and find the meaning, <laughs> as I I found like because of the chaos. Um, I tried to find as much depiction due to that emotion and just kind of find what where she was coming from with my own thoughts and my own feelings. When it, when I saw chaos, it just made me want to think more.
2: I think that when you first look at a painting, you wouldn't know what the artist is trying to draw, but as you read the plaques and you look at the painting at the same time, then you get to know what they're trying to say. For example, there was a painting that looked like a pixelated picture, Nero City, Aqua Blue, but the artist described it as also a landscape of a city.
6: I think... When you hear the thoughts from the artist yourself, you will instantly feel a stronger connection to the paintings because you actually mm-hmm. understand what the painter is well, like what the what message the painter is trying to give you, and I think that's really important because it just makes it just it just makes looking at a piece of art more special like like it's like it's made made for you to appreciate. I kind of disagree. Well,
4: I had the pleasure of meeting the artist, and she knows exactly what she's doing when she's making the strokes. But after you hear that, maybe it will take away from your viewing experience. Maybe you have another way of seeing, oh, this this blob is for something that I have in mind. But maybe that's not what you see there. And
6: it's okay to have your own interpretation. Say if you just walk in and read the description on the plaque, like, I agree with Jimmy how like you may feel like how you may have a different first impression of the paintings as they can be in contrast to what the description in the plaque says but then I also think that if you talk to Landon herself then she will she she will actually help you understand the painting better then maybe you will begin to understand why like the inspirations
5: behind the art pieces that Created. So it needs like one, one human being to another telling you about the piece? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's effective. That's effective?
4: I totally understand, but just to stand up for my point a little bit more. Yeah. Is that when you see it, you can't get that thought out of your mind anymore. You won't look at it the same way, you'll just interpret such... it her way. She's mm-hmm. really persuasive about her artworks.
0: And then also knowing that one of painting's great gifts is that it has many, many meanings, very multiple meanings. There is no one fixed meaning to any of these pieces, that the fact that the paintings themselves are open to your solutions and that the viewer really is complicit in coming up with uh, a a sense of what they might mean to each individual viewer on a certain day.
5: So how did Landon inspire you, Kat? (laughs) Talk to us now. No, seriously.
3: (laughs) The main thing that inspired me, um, the main thing that she said that inspired me was that she's very serious and determined when it comes to her work.
4: Using the word atmosphere is a really good way of describing Landon's work. Because she personally kind of disliked the word style, and I think it's true. Because you look at her different paintings, uh, at least in this exhibit, anyway, over past five years of work, and you see there's no similarities between her work. Basically, you you ta- you think about composition, you think about color, you think about texture. She has everything in her di- uh, everything. She has everything in her every painting, and the only thing you can say that they convey this, they ha- give you the same presence
5: they have the same atmosphere i know nowadays there's a lot of artwork that has to do with chaos has to do with blocks has to do with everything but you know you have your own way of making your own paint strokes and i know i'm just like generalizing this to paint only but you have your own sort of strokes that you do that really can also be a stamp as well like a trademark yeah a trademark you know um it it, this is just another sight for your eyes to see I, I believe that it's just something that something else that makes that'll make you think that'll make you curious that'll boggle your mind when you you're sitting on, on at TV watching Family Guy or something, like it'll really uh, you you'll really think. You can view this work many times
4: because every time you look at it, you're probably gonna find something different. There's so much that you'll
6: probably never get bored. What I've really taken from this show is to be more open with my mind and. She really inspires the viewers of her paintings to see the world in a different type of view.
5: Let it inspire you.
1: <laughs> Thank you to Landon McKenzie, the Richmond Art Gallery, the Richmond Media Lab, and the Richmond Public Art Program. To get more information on the gallery or to download our previous podcast, please visit richmondartgallery.org. To learn more about the artist, please visit her website at LandonMcKenzie.com